This is episode 306 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. I scorta city sono di los Manzano. Say sotacetti or sotacetti. Sotacetti sono delicioso. Delicioso. Yes. What did you make me say? Delicious. I don't know. You'll figure it out later. Oh gosh. All right. Will give me those white versus red. Haywood. I want. Been too long since we had a good lightsaber fight. Let's go. Ryan, celebrate good times. Come on, Sanazuski. Celebrations everywhere, all around. That's right. So as for announcements and news, Star Wars Celebration was this last weekend. Uh, they just wrapped it up, I believe. Is it over now? I don't know. I, I, just, I know that all, all the social medias and websites were talking about it. I think it's over now. By the time you're listening to this, if you watch this later, it should be, should be done. Uh, there was so much news and announcements. And if we have time today, we're going to cover, uh, cover them, uh, as well as maybe what they mean for the future of X-Wing, what kind of content we might be getting added to our game and uh, if we don't have time for that today not a big deal we'll just talk about it next week but we're, we're here every week to talk about x-wing and star wars so uh, we kind of like that our podcast episodes brought to you by our gold squadron patrons thank you to all of you for your support look for a post coming soon in the next couple weeks uh, about how some changes are coming to the patreon we're still trying to figure uh, some things out but by now everything for patreon is shipped so if you haven't gotten it yet especially if you're in the uk uh, uk europe uh anywhere that's not the united states it should be coming soon if you're in the u.s you should have it by now um so yeah looking forward to seeing that in people's hands i've definitely seen people on discord posting and stuff like that our next goal for shipping stuff um is to any backtrack of uh, of prizes people who either things have gotten lost they haven't gotten them they're missing broken all that is uh, is our next kind of foray into uh, into our shipping adventure so very 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 soon um, as for what are we talking about today? Oh, actually, sorry. One other thing. By the way, if you're in the Minnesota-ish region, uh, you need to hook up with our boy Grimwolf and Lambolo. Right now, uh, they're working on getting a tournament set up in the region. Uh, I don't know much about the exact details, but... I know that they are two hardworking, great community builders, and they're trying to get something to happen. So uh, if you're in the state of Minnesota, uh, I would get in contact with them. Hit them up on Discord, Grim, Grim Wolf and Lambolo. Uh, send them a message or tag them in uh, in general and say, hey, I heard you're doing something in Minnesota. I want to go or I want to help. I'm sure as long as you just show up. Or you just want to know more information? I'm sure they'll get you uh, get you hooked up. And yes, there's some information. It looks like posted in the non-GSP events in Discord. So go ahead and hook them up. Alrighty. Uh, oh, will do we have a date already? Uh, yeah, they are announcing uh, May Saturday the 13th uh, in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. So check out uh, the 
I believe it's Twin Cities X-Wing Facebook. Mm-hmm. And get uh, get connected with those guys. And then other events that I saw announced uh, over this last week or so, we know that uh, Nova Open officially announced that they're going to have a world qualifier. I mean, not surprised, right? It's It's been a world qualifier for now on. They don't have any details on sh- event structure or anything like that. It was just an email saying, X-Wing's coming back, baby. And we're Where, all went, Which one? Nova. I think they did say world. Um, they, they did say official now. I, I got an email today. Literally what I just said. Literally oh. what I just said. I don't know. I just, I just said. I thought you said approval uh, Marcel moment. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying is that we don't have details on the format yet. The format is X-Wing. This is true. Is it like Worlds? Or is it like Nova's always been, which is two different heats of Swiss come together in a big cut? I know nothing. We don't know nothing. But when we do, we'll let you know. Um, Gold Squadron has been there for the last many years at this point. So wouldn't be surprised uh, if we get asked back. I hope that we're asked back to bring you guys that live action. Uh, it's always great to have that on our schedule. And once uh, once we can get that confirmed and all, uh, we will. So our goal for today is very simple. Today is a little bit more of a laid back conversation. Kind of imagine you're sitting with us We've finished playing X-Wing for the day, and we're just kind of talking about what is the future of X-Wing. We just finished the World Championships. Like, we're still coming down from that. There's still plenty to learn. But most of us are, I mean, like always, looking to the future. What is next and one of the things i'm seeing quite a bit of discussion on is is basically kind of three different categories of questions that are coming up is will there and what will they be any points changes Will there be any rules changes? So um, we're talking about like the base rules and we're talking about the, the, the rules reference. And will there be any scenario changes? That's what I want to talk about today. I just kind of want to have a, a casual conversation talking about like what do we think could change? Is there room for change? And if so, what could there be? Here's here's my first question. I'll open it up with some fire here. If I was a person, let let let's pretend. Let's play a little 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 role play here. You saw me on Discord. Random X-wing player one two three four five posts the following. All right, Worlds is over. I'm super excited to see all the points on every ship change. What is your personal reaction to that statement? And again, uh, we're starting crazy, but but I, 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 I want to flesh it out. I would immediately say, well, um, don't get your expectations up so high because AMG has said in the past that I think it was after the points update after Gen Con or the one before it. It's probably the one before it, actually, that, that gave us the, the updates to scenarios and the updates to a lot mm. of rules that they're ideally not going to make any big points changes they're going to make points tweaks 
right. small scale stuff that might rein in some stuff or bring up some stuff that really hasn't performed at all. Mm. Um, so I would say, calm yourself. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to change. Ever. It, it's stuff will change, right? Like stuff that gets nipped at, nipped in the butt at the top that that affects the meta greatly. Mm-hmm. And stuff that gets brought up from the bottom a little bit, like it might get played a little more, might get some more use. Like we saw just a simple adjustment of resistance Y wings got a little slap, resistance A wings got a little buff, like mm-hmm. a little bit right there. And the resistance faction changed a whole bunch. That's just one faction. So um, Empire adapted when they're when the Jingos got adjusted, and all the other two point Tie fighters that no longer exist beyond just the generics now. So, you know, that last one was a little tweak. Mm-hmm. And things moved around. I think your your big stuff you're going to expect is going to come from releases, not wholesale points changes, unless it's, like, really needed. And I don't know if AMG's going to feel like they need to do it for this one. So, uh, to random person who says, I can't wait for everything to change, um, calm yourself. <laughs> Take, have a snack and relax. Right, yeah, and, and I'm I'm in the same boat. By the way, you got to understand, I'm playing the uh, I'm, I'm I'm playing the fool for the sake of conversation. I hope sure you are. <laughs> All right, so okay, sweeping changes. I agree. Probably not going to be something that we end up seeing. Um, actually, Ryan, I love that what you just pointed out. So you said that where where do you see the biggest change or waves coming in? Yeah, I think what's going to affect um, competitive me- the metas and what people play on a larger scale is mm-hmm. going to be releases. We saw that with Battle of Yavin, Siege of Coruscant, Hotshots and Aces. AMG release those out to, for you to buy them. Mm-hmm. And they've reinforced that by making them value purchases in-game and by the dollar amount. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Now, let's let's go more... Let's go to the opposite side of the spectrum here, Will. Nothing's got to change. It's perfect. Uh... That would be uh, impressive for them to get it right. <laughs> but impressive. The um, the point of the uh, the points. I was trying not to say points a second time. <laughs> the reason why points aren't printed on cards anymore is that they can be malleable. They can change them. Maybe. We can take something uh, that nobody's playing and just give it maybe an extra push for the next season, right? And I think that the points will never be perfect, and I hope they're not. I hope they always have it up in the flow of what could be above the curve and what could be below the curve uh, to keep the game interesting forever. Yeah, I think the interesting part is um, important because even if you have perfect balance— uh, you still want to mix it up a bit, and you want to keep a balance, but you want to keep a balance because do you have a perfect balance between factions where all factions are represented? Do you have a perfect balance in that, you know, like ship council represented, 
or ship variety is represented. Like there, there's a lot of different types of balance that you can point at and be like, yeah, the balance is good. You've got three ship lists, you've got eight ship lists, or you've got ships from, you know, you've got a, a viable list in every faction. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I advocate to three or four, maybe not four, but maybe three point changes a year is more than um, balancing. It's, it's just keeping things from going stale. It's just, it, it, you know, there's never more excitement around X-Wing in the community than when either something new happens, whether it's a new something that got released or a new points change, and then people are excited, like, trying to figure out what, what like, the next What does it mean? Is. Yeah, and what, you know, trying to find that secret sauce. So even if things seem to be like, oh, you know, things are perfect, don't, you know, don't, don't shuffle it. Like, shuffle it anyway. And you might break it, and you might end up with, like, Nantex all over again. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know what? Uh, because, um, you know, I think AMG has shown that they will react to something that, like, pops up like that all of a sudden. So, yeah, just just shake it up and make it interesting. If something shows up that is, like, completely busted, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, they've shown the um, willingness to just be, like, you know, to cut something and say, like, hey, you, you know, pause. Uh, let's bring this one back down and just do, like, a one-off like a one -off change in the middle of, like, somewhere. So just, you know, so I, I'd, I, w I would hate for the game to be, uh, basically what they're saying is the game is complete. Mm. At least complete at the moment, which is okay. not a good state to be in. So you're advocating almost for like, I'm going to use the word seasons, but in the, in the, in the terms of like, you want to like, uh, you want the, you want there to be change, like seasons of change, right? You want to, uh, in, in this quote unquote meta, maybe this faction gets a little push or this ship gets a little push. Like how much, so let, let's go, let's go. Let, let, let me restate it in two words okay kind of like match my personality but also match what i mean okay organized chaos <laughs> all right like i i want there to be like oh my god this is this like and get people excited but i don't want them to like close their eyes and just shoot and be like oh defend the vader four points you know like right then, you know just you know think it out and create create some waves i have so a i have a great example chaos. of uh this kind of like seasons and like what i think me and marcel are discussing and it was after coruscant one of the first first or second um points changes in mm -hmm. second edition uh at the original coruscant the og coruscant for second edition they had everybody take a free card uh leo was the free card for rebels and everyone was like actually that's not really that bad. That's not really a penalty for taking Leia. And then they drop her down to two points, i.e. 25% uh, of her total cost from the previous season, from eight to two. Mm -hmm. uh, and you saw Leia in every single list. Now, granted, that only lasted for that one points change, and then it went up to uh, like six or seven or whatever it is now. Um, still below the original eight. But that 
spark of inspiration for players. Now we, re I think we all collectively respect Leo's. Like, yes, that's a good upgrade, worth the points she has right now. I could see that doing it with, which I think of uh, an upgrade that's very expensive that nobody's using right Rook now. cast. Sure, Rook cast crew. That's Rook uh, cast the crew. scum. Take a string True. when you take a red action, gives you red target lock. Perfect. Which I've been playing with. It seems like a lot of fun, but eight points is a lot to give up. It is. And you kind of, because don't, it's so expensive, you have to. Don't though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, there is like only certain combos where that eight points seems worth it. But if, you know, it's reduced down to half of that or something like that, you could start seeing it in more. Uh, ship combinations, uh, new combos that might not have been points allowed before. Okay. So here, here let, let me let me throw another wrench in the uh, in the machine here. So one other tweak that they could make without changing any of the points would be: what if they said you're allowed to build a twenty? one point list is that enough organized chaos for you marcel i mean i would want some other changes to go along with it but um so how, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i mean i'm, I'm gonna mean, i'm gonna, I'm gonna not, mess with I'm your emotions though that. i'm not against that because uh, uh i'll give you a, a simple because i'm not against against that because um it um like point, like that one point seems like a lot, but it, but it's not. It, it's really not. I mean, basically, all you're enabling is you're enabling a lot more six point. I mean, six ship uh, lists, and in some cases, seven. I think that the lists that are eight points would not really, not eight points. I'm sorry, you six ship lists and some seven ship lists, but the ships that are the lists that are eight ship lists would not, you would still only really have only like a couple eight ship lists available. So okay. even if they did something like that, but I think something like that makes more sense for, for like a, like a specific event, you know, like, um, you know, like they're doing a, a store kit with, um, like a scenario based store kit that makes sense for something like that. But I think for a tournament play, it, it it would it would ruffle up I think a little bit too many feathers and too many people would would bring out the pitchforks or something like that. <laughs> that's uh, that that's fair. So what if we if we win in the opposite direction, less points this season, you only get eighteen points. Is that more exciting? Is that more difficult? And again, I'm just I'm 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 just what I'm doing right now is I'm looking. at What are the levers that exist? What if we do this with that lever? What? Uh, so, I like the idea of like changing our base cost because that uh, wrapping our head around uh, there's a couple people challenging out of uh, a 19 point list. Can you win a game with a 19 point list? Because if you're going to win the game, you're probably going to win it by more than one point. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's not always the case. The uh, ability, though. Uh, to change stuff outside of list building, my mind immediately went to scenarios. What if the scenarios encouraged a new play styles that we hadn't seen before? 
of whether that would be more ships, um, a snare that would value uh, the the three ship like tanky versions, right? I don't think there's maybe assault be about the best uh, scenario for the three ship build, but maybe something that favors them and punishes having too too many ships on the board. Uh, where if there's like explosions or extra effects or something like that uh, to curve your place down and be like, well, now maybe bringing that six ship is a liability mm -hmm. um, than a benefit that it is right now. I, I love that, actually. I, I even, because um, I'm even picturing it right now, like um, an anti-trans engagement. So trans engagement encourages everyone to be in the middle because if you're not in the middle, you're given up points and you get a point for being in the middle but like will was saying what if you put the objective markers on like four one in each corner mm -hmm. and you give a range one and a half now that we have like an official uh one and a half radius you give like a one and a half radius from the edges and say at the end of each turn if you are within one and you know if you are within this range bubble it's it's considered like a proton bomb you're taking a crit um and, or maybe in the in the center there's you know whatever where the scenario markers are actually a debuff versus versus a a buff or versus game video sure, points well, like if you're at range one of a objective uh you're tractored not tractored like they can't can, reposition you but you're wrong can i throw out an idea what if you're fighting in a uh, flammable Landmine. area of space to where every, essentially every ship gained a dead man switch? <laughs> your, your six ships not, may not be as uh, powerful because now they had to really spread out or else you can cause some chain reactions. But something like that. I, I actually think, uh, now this is a bit extreme, but I like Greg's idea here of uh, having different scenarios affect your list. He said different points. That would be a little bit weird to pull up in a scenario uh, or in a tournament setting. But even something that's like, uh, if you want to claim this objective, flip all your upgrades face down until the end of the round. Or if you score a hit, or if you use an upgrade, flip it face down for the rest of the round. Uh, so adding in different ways how we think about what's valuable during a, a game of X-Wing versus actually changing its value. Mm. Right. What's yeah. your, yeah, I, I'm just curious, like your, your, what's your opinion like on um, like different scenario, scenario objectives like negative debuffs or like what Will was saying or so in my mindset, the baseline purpose of an objective is to make sure there is something to progress the game state and to progress it towards an end point. Um, like, well, I like the idea of risk reward factor. Um, there's a really fine line of making sure that it is still overall rewarding and moving towards both players finishing the game and not turning it into uh, something that's <clears throat> something that you actually actively want to avoid. Now, you could say some of that's happening now with people might think of in salvage where like if you pick it up, you lose some of your action capability. Mm -hmm. I think salvage 
like totes that line pretty well to where it is negatively affecting you a little bit depending on the chassis that it's on it right um some like as a good example uh in my world's list uh not too many people that i've seen in the past are willing to pick up a crate with an ada like, no, no. that seems like decisions. a bad idea <laughs> but i found out through a lot of playing and testing that obi is a great crate carrier as long as you as the player have a good path in mind of how to get him there and how to zoom him out um it'll just tank up and hold box the whole time so like players that know and how and how they can correctly flex the risk reward factor of scenarios is, is a good thing um i'll trust amg to make the decision on whether or not they want to dive into that a little further um beyond just the risk reward of a ship doing a thing with an action to interact with the scenario or uh, existing in a certain area to be able to score points as an assault or like chance. Um, I wouldn't want to go too heavy yet in on that. I think the only kind of scenario that stands out to me of, of, in some aspect that I like the idea of maybe existing in the future is um, each team trying to basically take a, a, a bomb and drop it in their de enemy's deployment zone or somewhere on the enemy side of the map. It's kind of similar to uh, any game mode in a video game where you take a bomb and plant it in mm -hmm. your opponent's base type of thing. It's a very simple concept, but it, it follows the pathing similar to what AMG's already done, which is taking similar concepts that are used across other board games, other video games, tried and true game types that are utilized everywhere. So um, I'd be interested to see how they would try things that have some more negative side effects and see how it works. But I would do that in more of a like the the droid soccer style where it's like, here's here's a local event that you could do. Try this out. It's a little more thematic or casual. And as they learn through people playing and giving them feedback, maybe they could take that and take some of that into maybe a main competitive scenario. Here's a question. Those scenario packs that we get, they have, you know, the pilots and as a competitive player, we're really picking them up nine times out of 10 for the, whatever pilots are in that set to add them to our fleet of potential pilots that we bring into a, a normal competitive game of X-Wing. Are those scenarios, a way to test potential competitive ideas. So here, here's here's what I mean. Droid soccer, right? We I think we've collectively most people said it's cute, but I would not I wouldn't want to play a game of X Wing as is. And there's, there are discussions of people talking about what they like or dislike about said scenario. People are willing to play it for funsies, but would you be willing to put it in a, in a tournament? Are those scenario packs a, a, a kind of almost a way for, for uh, AMG to, to beta test? They get to do something thematic, but they also kind of get to test the waters a little bit? Uh, sure, yeah, pushing the boundaries of what 
can be played on an X-Wing match, uh, the, the droid soccer uh, that we refer to it, because you kick a, an objective over towards the opponent's side. Mm -hmm. um, I think both players, there's like multiple objectives I think you can kick around. I don't think it's just one. But the, um, you quickly realize in that scenario uh, that if you list build just right, you can, uh, uh, what, do, what do they call it? Like pitch or, um, uh, I forget what they call it in rugby, where you just throw, throw the ball to the, another player than they came up. Um, but like uh, passing the ball on soccer, right? Yeah. And they come up and they dribble it for a little bit and then kick it into this goal. Uh, there's, there's a lot of potential there, like interesting, like having multiple ships interact with an, an objective. But... In a, we'll call it in a competitive environment, mm -hmm. uh, people are going to uh, twist that into um, optimization, being yep. able to like how far can I kick it, how far can, you know, how easily can I score a goal, things like that. And the, uh, to me, one of the um, benefits of that scenario was actually that ships never actually die; they just respawn. Mm -hmm. uh, halfway across the map or whatever, back in your deployment zone, I assume. And that made it so where, like that, granted, yeah, not a competitive scenario, but actually it's like just gaining a way to have someone jump in. Uh, like you have the demo set up at your local game store and be like, yeah, grab a dial, jump on in. We're kicking uh, the droid to the other side. And, you know, <laughs> uh, uh it doesn't take much like tactical strategy or even knowing a lot about the game, right? Just set a dial. You sh we shoot sometimes. Uh, so a great jumping off point. But I think that the uh, taking that uh, scenario, like uh, a scenario like that, that's so uh, broad and open and then trying to cram it into uh, a tournament scene, uh, really just doesn't work. Now, could they take like different instances of it, like practicing how different ways players could interact with objectives? I do think that uh, is interesting be because we see the Beskar. I forget what, what is the like Hunt for Mando or something Beskar Salvage, uh, what, whatever they announced for the the Mandalorian themed scenario where you had to pick up the little Beskar. Uh, that's floating around the map. Yep. Uh, that's that's another way to where I think that uh, they might actually be more successful creating a, uh, scenarios like that because it's so much easier when you're free of the burdens of the competitive tournament scene where you are just trying to emphasize fun and learning. Um, so I, unfortunately, I don't think that they're going to be able to transfer a lot of that into the competitive play other than a list of things not to do. Us competitive people, man. We're, 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 we're the problem. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. More the money. Uh, we search for optimization, so that's the... Um, we lean a little, probably a little bit less on theme, a little bit more on... Uh, like I said, optimization for success. Oh, it's true, huh? Okay. So let's uh, let's just let's 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 keep diving here. Let's keep digging. Um, you know, p 
Are there any specific points changes that you can think of off the top of your head? You know what? Actually, I know which one we're going to start with. Let's talk, let's talk about Elusive. Because I feel like that's the one that pops up very often in conversation is like elusive is trash never never got me anything versus oh my god it, elusive it worked every time look at all the look at all my extra evades right now it's at three points is that right two points two points so think about it mathematically a shield upgrade is eight points uh-huh. uh most people will only use elusive on agility two and agility three ships but mathematically it doesn't matter if you have one agility or seven agility uh you're still only re-rolling one dice it's still only equating to one potential result um so that i think that's probably a part of the math that people you know you, even myself sometimes when you think about like where you got to take elusive mm-hmm. they're like well i'm only going to take elusive on a three agility ship um again you're only re-rolling one die whether it's three or one the the math says that the two points is worthwhile if it triggers one out of four times because the shield upgrade is eight points so that means you can you have to use four times to equal that eight points so as long as you roll uh, um you know you roll a an evade or a focus evade if you have a focus token one out of four times that that kind of you know the, the points is there mm. uh which mathematically you should probably roll two results out of four so it's like half the cost of shield upgrade so as far as um just straight value and now i'm doing this math in my head it's completely like wrong 100 percent, and i know some of the people that that do the actual data on it will be like but i mean that's what it costs right it costs one quarter of a a shield um and you have in order to redo it you have to do a red maneuver um so there's a lot of variables that go into it having said that i don't i think it's worth two points i don't think it needs to go up and um i know um james brought it up in our discord in our group channel and uh i think it was william uh somebody was on the same boat as me saying like no it's two points even though it's really good and it's like on half of the lists in worlds mm-hmm. it's still not like i don't can think I it com- needs to go up to three can i compare it to shield upgrade the two most bronze upgrades uh, at the World Championship, uh, 133 copies of Elusive and 109 shield upgrades. Now, uh, those were uh, the I think the only triple digits. So by a by a wide margin there. The difference to me is shield upgrade uh, effective, right? Especially on three agility, we don't have variable pricing in anymore, uh, so everybody's paying that three agility cost. Uh, elusive though a lot more exciting uh there's a there's a chance for it there's a dice roll it's exciting when it works it's disappointing when it doesn't uh when it uh when it saves a ship miraculously a ship that shouldn't have survived but uh was able to get it through uh that's why i think the i wouldn't say better but i more enjoy elusive versus a shield upgrade i like playing a bit of the unknown 
and like to see that uh, excitement. Because when it works, I mean, it's as good as a shield upgrade, right? Like whether uh, it turns, whether you spend your focus on an iron ball result after rerolling a blank, or it goes right into an evade, it's essentially the same. But one is far more riskier than the other. This kind of goes back to uh, the difference between like heroic and elusive, where heroic could trigger more times, but uh, the uh, elusive is uh, more guaranteed on that, right? On that kind of spectrum mm-hmm. here, shield upgrade and heroic on different sides, elusive in the middle there. And I, I think, my opinion, is that uh, those, the more exciting a upgrade should be, the more I want to see it in play. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So I, my vote is keep it at two. If that was uh, all right, yeah. I'm I'm totally fine if it stays at two, but I I won't go crazy if it goes to three. I'll just shrug and be like, well, okay. What <laughs> <It> happens? <laughs> I wasn't using it much in the first place, and I I think it's fine at two, mm-hmm. but I won't be surprised if it goes to three. Yeah, it's without variable pricing, we kind of have to price everything at the at its highest potential, unfortunately, uh, which probably two points. Even as much as I love elusive, if it's we're for it for a three agility ship, it should be three points. Marcel, you disagree? Well, what I, saw, I, said I saw earlier, that face. Whether, <clears throat> no, it's just what I said earlier. It's, it's re- realistically, whether you're rolling one dice or three, it, you're still only elusive, only re rolls one die. Yeah, so but saving can, one damage on your decimator versus one damage on your interceptor is a it's lot still, bigger deal. It's still saving on just one well, damage. Uh, so think of think of a reroll on green dice as adding one green dice and picking the best results out of how much green dice you would normally roll. Right. So one reroll on a, on a two agility ship is you're rolling three and pick the best two. True, you're, but you're going to only keep the best two that you want. But there's other variables. For example, uh, ten num. So Ten Num, who wants to continuously do red maneuvers and continuously reset that uh, elusive charge, and then also have the stress to turn it back. So on Ten Num, that elusive charge is like 100% money because you're going to use it more often. Potentially every turn. More, potentially every turn. So there's more probability of, of you getting additional shields on to numb. So I think there's, um, like I said, there's just too many variables that go into play. With yeah, I, I, Agility is one, but also how, the frequency that your ship is stressed and um, your ship wants to do red maneuvers in order to reset the That is the true. Charge, like, it, it does emphasize red maneuvers, which for, I think, too long in X-Wing... Like, red maneuvers are, like, the last resort, right? Uh, especially with everybody taking stress for bumps, stress for linked actions. Fewer and fewer ships, I think, are doing red maneuvers. Um, so, uh, you know what? I'm changing it back down. Say it, too. Uh, just to see peop- more people do red maneuvers. Uh, K-turns. Don't You don't need, always need a defensive focus. Sometimes you just need to get... A shot or get behind somebody to trail them for the following rounds.
malware. Let's say malware probably can use. So let me let me say that one more time. Sorry, muted. Of course, classic. Um, is there anything that you believe needs to be more expensive before we hit something that needs to be cheaper? Go ahead. Can you define more expensive? I mean, e there's the lever of the actual cost of the ship. There's Good a point. loadout value given and slots being taken away. Good point. Good point. Let's go. Um, let's just go ship base price of the ship, leaving everything else the same. Anything that you look at and go, that needs to be more expensive. Is there, do you still have that same answer, Marcel? Yeah, Malrus and probably uh, at least one of the Siege of Coruscant ones, like um, the I um, the uh, the one that has a Diamond Boron missile, for example. I-5 Diamond Boron missile at three points on a six-hull ship with two agility. That's kind of nuts. You know, you have a Diamond Boron I-5 Two agility, six hull ship. Support ship. Support who ship. Passes evades who passes evades out Who gives evade out to people. That is not a three-point ship. That should be four. Ryan doesn't like it. He's cringing because he <laughs> uses it, but that should be four. <laughs> no, I, I understand why people don't like it. But man, does it hurt to have a torrent exist once in a competitive list and have it be taken right away? <laughs> Yeah, be, well, especially because when it's an SL card, unfortunately, because I yeah. think if that, if that goes to four points, it it might be dead in the water again. Tucker is pretty good. Like nobody uses the barrage rocket one, and it is no, Tucker, no, no, right? That's with the barrage that's oh, X. Well, the He's barrage rocket one is pretty good. Uh, nobody uses them because uh, the diamond board is for this much for the better. Game. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I mean, mm. is, is that is that it? Just, just no. Just, there's a bunch, but I mean, that would. Be, I, I mean, maybe what, any, anything that just comes, you're like, I kill it. I, I think the most of that discussion is on the standard loadout cards because they mm. don't have any of those levers. We can't say, well, just reduce its loadout a little bit, or um, uh, anything like that, or change its upgrade slots because it's so set in stone that uh that it's more of uh oh, opinion might be a strong word but the the your opinion on what it should cost uh varies because uh, i could probably add in uh the uh to go up the the jag and wolf all the other arcs are four points i know we're hating on republic but the uh, the, there are noticeable, but they they don't feel like five point ships. So if it, they're in an awkward spot there, to where they either have to be below the curve or above it. Yeah, and the um, problem is if you make one four and the other one five, then mm -hmm. only yeah, you only see Jack. I, I think one. Wolf should be a four, five point ship, probably. Wolf is very. <laughs> what? What is happening? It's Nora. Right Nora Wexley is five points. So either bring, either, bring, either bring Nora Wexley down to four, or Wolf should be. No, Nora's to... six points in an arc. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wolf like, The only arc with seven is that you see play a Republic anyway. I don't care about the Rebel ones. Sure, sure. But if you want to make Nora good, make Nora Y-Wing a better cost. Yeah. Uh, Another one that could go up, and um, Bartosz is going to hate me on this one, but I think um, Boy, uh, so is it Solo? Han Solo? Han Solo? Battle of Boy Yavin, Solo. Han Solo? Battle of Yavin, there you go. 
the one, yeah, like seven points, and he gets like a free focus evade every turn plus rerolls on we, the We evade, have a sample plus, size of one with that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do no, think we have, we, no, we have a sample I, I, size of one because the support system is not there. Sure. Uh, that That's like the support system is not there. But if the A-Wings were on par with uh, or if other stuff were on par with the rest of the factions, you'd see it a lot more. Uh, um, like that that ship, I mean, that's Honestly, 13. Even hell, with rerolls with and rerolls. It's still uh, one agility ship, though. Those things melt right now. They don't melt. It's 13 health. And you have 13 additional points to distribute around your list sure. to keep it, you know, to make it not the main priority. It's coordinating at at engagement. It's not even coordinating coordinating at activation. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not it saying it's not powerful. And it's focus evade and and but there's still no way it's, it's ever elusive every turn. With. Not elusive every attack. I'm sorry. It has elusive sure. every attack. It's there's no way it's gonna be competing with the Bistan eight point Falcons of that faction, though. Bistan Trickshot Han I looks a lot different at eight points. Absolutely. Look, sample size of one success. I'd I'd rather let SL Han Boy Han stay as he is for a bit. Let it ride out to the next points adjustment, and we'll see that. Yeah, let's wait for a new some new rebel pilots maybe that would affect that. Kyo's been very successful. She has. Uh, they um, they have, yeah. Uh which I guess if we're moving off of uh the uh the standard loadouts, talk about uh the, the latest expansion. Uh, Hot shots and aces, baby. Hot shots and aces. Is there a faction that didn't lean on hot shots and aces too? I uh, know Dirge showing up in both factions he can take. Uh, we have uh, Republican. The... What did... Oh, Sicko. What Republic was, the other was all Siege of Coruscant or uh, that's it. Like, what all were the, the other... Was released before. I don't was... even know the other Hotshots Naces. Oh, the, the Naboo Starfighter. The Resistance last... Nefo leaned heavily on Hotshots, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zay coming in. Uh, as the four point only four point two seventy. Um, is there is there any of those pilots that you would like to see go up? I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm not with its current loadout, but I'm gonna make a general about. wide statement across all of it right now. I don't think any pilot needs to go up in its squad point cost because there are levers to pull in its loadout or cannon that I think is more apt than its squad cost. Like, the only squad cost I, I, that I think is merited is Defender Vader and keeping all his current stuff. But even then, I could see... I, I would rather see him exist at 9 and then pull some of his stuff back that he already has. I, don't, I really don't think there's... I think the SLs are the only ships that, yes, you can really only push and pull them through the point costs. And looking back on those, mm -hmm. I don't really see anything egregious. I mean, I, I guess if you wanted to take, like, click or kickback, make one of them four, just so you could not see them all the time, sure. But I don't think they get played at that point, which is fine. They can just stay on the sidelines for a while. Um, 
a lot of people have been talking about Mauler putting SL Mauler up to four, and man, I do not agree with that combo being eight points. But I do not agree with that combo being seven points. Uh, and and, that, and that's the whole thing. And I think that's one of the um, that's one of the struggles you get with um, cutting the cutting a decimal point on the loadout of ships because we were talking about like jag and wolf mm. it's like four but then five they're not played but if they were 3.5 then you can consider it and unfortunately you know that's that's one of the levers the decimal point is one of the levers that got um taken away that could have kind of resolved this like they're in a they're in a weird spot where you know, three point two three points is too low, four points is too high. Uh, so you have to kind of play around with the loadout. But then if it's a standard loadout, you can't play around with the loadout anymore. Um, so that adds a bit of a challenge I, where... I'd like to give a counter-argument. Just a, and, and this is... I am questioning whether or not this argument makes any sense. Tell me if it does or not. So I understand the idea of, you know, a 200-point scale has more granularity, right? That's the word that we throw around. Throw around. But as you start to increase the number of pilots on a ship, like oh, – I'm trying to see how – I'm trying I'm – try, I, I know what I'm trying to get to. The – if there was only three pilots – for each ship would more granularity matter less like does does the presence of having so many pilots on one ship would make nearly any scale like require eventually more granularity i i think i you kind of see, see where, I, where i'm trying um, to go with here well, if so we'll just do a craft for a second, then we can dive into the question. But just making sure, so like, as if uh, there's only three pilots for mm. each chassis, you can make one the cost of the generics, one maybe less than the cost of the generics, mm -hmm. and then one that would be more than everything, the most expensive pilot, but he would have a ridiculous loadout. Right. Uh, to fill like all of us slots or anything. Uh, so you're asking in that situation, do we need as much granularity because we are comparing less ships amongst each other? Right. So like in the example of like the TIE FO, we have so many, I think all but one of the TIE FO pilots cost just three points. Uh, so it's hard to, you have to directly compare them. You have to compare long shot with DT. You have to compare Gaelic versus Malers because they're so identical in their points and slots and everything. Uh, so thinking that out loud, it, it does make sense to me that the more pilots requires more granularity because we need to put them in, maybe not need, but we would like to put them in an order, uh, tier rank them, if you will, mm -hmm. of like these are the best uh, you know, Scorchin, Malaris, S-tier, Muse, Revis, Dumpster tier. Uh, it's easier <laughs> for our brain to, like, organize that information. Right. And I would add to that the, um, 
in those in that scenario that you, that you talked about, right? Like the um, the TIFOs, you've got you know uh, midnight, and then you've got DT Scorch, um, Malrus, and then probably like Gaelic and a couple of the other ones in the middle, and then you got the garbage tier ones. You can in the current setup you can play around to make them equivalent using loadout values and and different things to put on them but once you start inserting um standard loadouts to some of those pilots like the x-wings which is probably a better one to talk about because mm. the x-wings have there's a ton of x-wings so but many. there's also standard loadout x-wings and then you've got standard loadout x-wings that have both a you know uh, build yourself plus a you know standard loadout version that that granularity granularity uh, words granularity granularity makes more sense because you can't play around with the loadout anymore you can't say well true, you know true. Luke is a little bit too good so let's drop a little bit of loadout so to make him equivalent to wedge um, and give wedge you know like a, a little additional loadout because you know, Luke so is a better I, pilot. It was, it was Rob actually. I'm just I'm adding more fuel to your fire here. Rob actually in our chat uh, was asking about comparing the different wedges. We have four wedges now. Uh, the two standard loadouts. We got a customizable X-wing and a customizable A-wing. How are we going to compare two customizable cards versus a single pilot now as well? Oh, I mean, so may as well just shove the A-wing one out of that conversation because that's a completely well, different mean, chassis. Yeah, it's a different it's ship. A whole, different, it's yeah. a whole point yeah. cheaper, though. It's only yeah, but it's a different points. ship. It's, but it's not, a different it's ship. Not, that's not, 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 a, not a real yeah. comparison. Well, yeah, shows, sure, you have two SL wedges. You have right. one uh, non-SL wedge. I mean, they all mm -hmm. have different abilities, which matters. They all have different upgrades they can take or sure. have or take. So that's... We'll see. Well, now we're getting some yeah, I mean, stuff would, where there's three whole, you, three whole versions of one available. How would you start to even compare them, though? Uh, can they be the same price, or do you have to do you have to make the customizable version more expensive? No, not all the time. I mean, yeah, and that's where I'm getting. Like, if you have. Um... A lot of pilots, again, in, in the ones that don't have a lot of pilots or, you know, let's use the, um, the Thai BA as an example. Like the Thai BA, you know, you got Ember, you got Hollow, you've got um, Von Rick. It's pretty, pretty easy to say, you know, this is the best, this is the mid-range, and this is the not as good one so you can do right. points four five six like that's pretty straightforward but when you get to the x-wings and you've got uh 15 pilots for the same ship it's hard to put those 15 pilots in a range between four and six you're not you're not going to pay seven for an x-wing you're not going to pay three for an x-wing so you're 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 playing within that four to six range um pilot cost and you've got to fit um you know, 15 pilots into that four, five, six range, that naturally is going to say there is a best, a best four pointer, there is a best five pointer, and there is a best six pointer. So you've essentially narrowed it down to like, my, this is my best four, this is my best five, this is my best six. When you add additional granularity, then that's when you start getting into like, well, now you're 
in a spectrum. You're like a four point, a four point two, a four point six, a four point nine, and you can get a little bit. You know, you can add more viability to other ships. Now that adds more complexity to the game. Uh, and we're talking from an ultra competitive mix mat mix, uh, min max type of scenario, which is not very new pr new player friendly. Like like a new player, it makes it very difficult for a new player. Like to say like, hey, come here, here's your standard loadout. There's four points, and you get five of these, and now you've got your twenty points. Like that's mm -hmm. super easy to get a new player in. Um, so you add more granularity. I understand that it makes it a little bit more, not a little bit, it makes it a lot more difficult for players who are either newer or players who aren't min-maxing everything to try to like get the last bit of edge to, you know, it just makes it more complex. Um, so it, it's, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm talking circles, but, you know, I understand where Ryan's point is a little bit, but... I, like I was saying, like more granularity on a on a chassis that has intercept tie interceptor is another one on a chassis that has fifteen pilots makes it very difficult to make every pilot or many pilots worthwhile. So let me throw back the granularity in in the opposite direction. So this was actually a conversation in GSP General earlier today, and I think Cam Murray put it really nicely of the other end. Uh, like, if you go more granular with, let's let's make it 40 points, let's make it 60 points, whatever, right? And we start adding more levels of things. Um, one problem with that is you may have more variety of pilot points, but that variety isn't necessarily a guarantee that they see more play. In some cases, they might even see less play because of how things need to add up to your full number. You don't have bids anymore, right? So your value of putting things together and adding to the total, and then on top of that, um, there's just the simple fact that like, just because it feels like it's not getting played now, it's costed not well currently. Now, whether it's squad cost, whether it's loadouts available, whether it's slots available, there's a lot more push and pull levers we can look at before we consider like even making our points more available for a whole squad to make it more granular. I mean, we've seen more granularity happen in X-Wing in the past, right? Uh -huh. We saw it go from 100 to 200. We still saw stuff that was bad, stuff that was good, yeah. stuff that never saw play, and stuff that always saw play. Uh -huh. It didn't matter. It's always going to happen. Now, yes, there are, there is definitely a, a level of certain chassis getting a lot of pilots, like your TIE Fighters, your TIE Interceptors, your X-Wings, your Y-Wings, your, your chassis that are very iconic to Star Wars that are going to see a lot of pilots. And some of those pilots haven't seen play. Um, will they see play in the future? Because AMG might do what, what I think what Will mentioned earlier in the cast, which was, hey, what if we just give this one a little bit of an extra push or freebie this season, right? And that one suddenly out of nowhere, bam, sees more play because AMG says, all right, we're going to make all the Cavern Angels X-Wings like better this season people are going to want to play they're going to want to play with saw u-wing and we're going to try and like 
get more get more of the saw saws saw renegades together to uh to be competitive next swing whatever on a theme level for for instance um or they're like hey we want like the 181st interceptors all the pilots in there to be really good this season or whatever right so they they could push and pull those at times that they want to um i mean as we saw with Garvin and Jack, they never saw playing the custom version. They got SL versions with one point less. So people started bringing them more. Yes, that was a direct different cost. And you got your standard loadout ones. Um, but I mean, you could put the custom Garvin and Jack at four as well right now. And I could see an argument for custom or standard at this point, depending on the loadout available. So I think... I see granularity gets thrown out a lot as a quote solution. I think this this iteration of the game right now has a lot more to go through and try and have AMG push and pull with the levers already available before we just decide to give it more give squad building quote more space, which is what people think will solve some of the problems of things being uh really good at this price, but maybe not playable at this price. That's always existed. Preach it! Alright, I'm gonna give you one more. Uh, too cheap should go up one point. Alright. Magpulse. Oh, William hates it. I was questioning that. Oh, I was questioning it. Again, I, take, I think I would take Cush missile every day and twice on Sunday if that was the same. Twice on Sunday? Well, well, if, they, if they cost the same. Cush mm, uh, five right now. Magpulse go to five. Are you kidding me? Uh, Magpulse is so good. I, I saw the uh, replay today. Um, uh, Bart. Yeah, like I've been watching like the, the uploads that you guys have been posting. Yeah. And it was like, like uh, I think, yeah, I think it was Bartos against somebody else. And that in the range one Tycho shot on uh, Lulo shooting back and being like, uh, not only are you not going to shoot me with four dice, you're going to shoot me with three dice and no focus. Uh, that's just that's so good. It was very good. It I, is so good. I, I can't, I can't, when we're talking about points, I can't bring it up enough. Mag pulses would be one of the um, upgrades that would be helpful through variable pricing. Five points if you're initiative five and six, four points on everybody else seems very reasonable to me because you're getting that value when you're shooting earlier. And I won yeah, that pulse means nothing. So good. Maybe their shields are down, I guess, but like not as powerful. I, I understand. My the ship has sailed for variable pricing. Yeah, so. I five or I six mag pulse is just uh. it's very good. That's where you get the most value out of it. So if it's if it's all across the same points, why put it on anything else? It's very true. It's good. Mm. I uh, think mag pulse is overrated. I'm done. I said it. Oh, oh, we just caught you, bro. Mag pulse. Uh, he just, he just got okay. called out. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. I, was there a mag I, I the, shot so uh, many mag pulses that were so good at Worlds. Was there a mag pulse in the World Championship one? Yes, list? you can yeah, have a winning list have oh. have have some choices be different than others and still win because the player is good at a plan and correctly utilize the spots correctly. 
doesn't mean that it's the best choice. Oh, Magpulse is the only choice at I-5 and 6. <laughs> Alright, you have fun doing one crit. It's a defensive munition, though. It's crit, jam, deplete. Crit, jam, deplete. Don't get, don't get it twisted. But, well, it's a tool. It's a tool in the toolkit, and maybe it's the loadout. Maybe it's the situation that makes one better than the other. Just it's it's, it's all right. I, I, I like because because Will, you you had your mag pulse on hollow in your list, right? Correct. I did the same thing because it was only it was there was only a missile slot left after proud tradition pattern analyzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, to be fair, it was barely a choice. <laughs> utility wise, I'll take it in case I do want to actually mag pulse something instead of shoot my regular gun for situational purposes. But I'm not bringing sure. it as my main damage dealing on Mount. I shot two mag pulses at worlds at range one, even. Because uh, it like, makes sense, sure. Like what Marcel said, I would like. I'm about to take a range one with a focus shot. No, thank you. How would you make that range two without a token? Get out of here. Hmm. But I mean, that that's a bigger question about like debuff. Are debuffs better than buffs right now? That might be a question for another podcast. Hmm. Buffs always do, By the do way, feel good when you do. I just, just want to point out that I, you know, one of the things I like about this particular group, and when James is included, as James as well, is the amount of variety of opinions that we get. Um, like I, I love that. Sometimes I agree with Ryan. Sometimes we're like completely opposite spectrums, and same thing between Ryan and. Uh, William, or between me and William. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me normally William, if like, me, you, and Ryan all agree that a list is good, some something's wrong. Something's bad. Yeah, like they need to. They, <laughs> we're, we're at an text level, but but uh, just wanted to point that out that I really appreciate that that um, you know we, I, I feel like we have some good discussion here and with completely different opinions. Sometimes, sometimes similar opinions, but. Um, it's, it's a good space to discuss, so I, I, I appreciate it for you guys, with you guys. Oh, of course. We, we all make ourselves better, actually, by talking about different angles of the game, right? That's true. I mean, be, being able to, to have... We all have our blind spots, right? Like, but we, at the same time, if you don't go forward with self-conviction it's hard to do it's hard to make make decisions right you have to kind of like this is i believe x within my this space and you go for it and you go forward until you found wrong and if you don't have people questioning you you might not have that opportunity to find out that you're making x mistake or maybe something else could be optimized so on and so forth side note this is why a lot of people generally recommend you're trying to get better at X-Wing, don't do it alone. Get with other people that you know that don't always have the same like mind as you do. You're not supposed to have all the same exact opinions. You can come to the same conclusions eventually. You don't have to start with the same opinions. Form a little team. doesn't have to be local. Go across. Use, use the internet. And uh, talk. Play games. Test things out. Get together. Squad is very helpful. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So we talked a little bit about pilots changing costs, just their overall costs. Is there anybody who has an egregious loadout 
that needs to be changed. Whether uh, oh, we got some. Give it, get, let me this in. Yep, let yep. me in. All right, what you what you got, Ryan? <laughs> uh, either yeet the crew slot off of Kane and Hawk, or put it down to a spot where you can't get another force crew. Fair. Like, none at all. Not even child. I don't care. Even though I think the child would oddly like if you put it down to a cost where you can only take the child, and you can't take even just like Ahsoka, yeah. that means you can't take patience. So actually putting the child on Kanan is a weird dynamic of like, yeah, you might lose three red dice basically on the way in, but then you just keep, you just don't shoot Kanan. He does never get the force back. So I don't know. <laughs> Either yeah. way, Kanan, do something with the crew. Load out down, crew slot gone, whatever. Load out nine. That's all he needs. Give him nine. He's still Oh, Ahsoka crew. Stop it. No, more, no, no, but Ahsoka does not reload. I know, Maul's um, get that extra ability. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. The, the reload is what, what really starts yeah, stacking. How, how would a For me, I would say... And slot combination that isn't just the best force. A force point combination. Yes. But you, you can't have that ship without a crew. I mean, that's basically what the ship is. A crew carrier. Um, but he's the lost Padawan, though. He wouldn't be hanging out with people because we're going to be recluse. Yeah, you can't be hanging out with another Padawan and consider yourself a lost Padawan. <laughs> I'm so lost, bro. Oh, another Padawan, not a lost one. <laughs> so I, I've got two. I've got one is um, I've been advocating, I think, for like a month and a half now, like Defender Vader. I love where he's at. Even bring him down a point, uh, but just give him zero loadout. Just base model no loadout that's your, your standard loadout is zero so Does just make them a standard loadout? loadout besides the generic there's, tie fighters right now not that there's no limited pilot that has zero loadout i think he should be the first the and bring him down from that away from that though as a mindset like they haven't done zero i think the loadouts are they fun want, they want a an, an upgrade yeah for you. yeah but I, I, don't, Vader, I don't mind that so defender yeah, vader is a is he's a special cookie He's, he's well, a unique character. He is. A unique I would. Character. I would advocate for a cannon slot, so at least he can take the elite. Sure, sure. Give him a cannon slot and four missile points, slot, sure. so he can get a heavy laser or something like that. Um, the other um, loadout change that I would advocate for is the resistance Y wings need some some loadout love. I think they're 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 kind of hurting a little bit. So I think Will's been on the uh, the, the charge of make wartime and the other one just different chassis altogether. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I'm trying to think of outside of like some extended ships like Star Wings. They have two different configurations. Uh, wartime and intuitive interface should just be two different cards. Uh, that way they can stop trying to guesstimate how much wartime loadout should cost. Uh, how does that affect your overall loadout? Um, and then I think Defender Vader, or not Defender Vader's, Defenders in general, I think as well, you, I think the game would benefit from making the Elite a separate pilot card that doesn't have full throttle. And then either point them appropriately or just ban the full throttle versions. I mean, it worked really well with the... With the Delta, the Jedi, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it how works you really price, well. <laughs> how are you going to price seven B? Like, a like it, yeah, it wouldn't. I work. mean, it's a completely different ship. It's uh, more attack, less. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, now, it, I, it, I want to extend that. Now, this is where it starts getting crazy that I want to start uh, chopping up vultures as well. If you have oh. independent or not, or if you have struts or not, uh, I think it'd be that's messy, though. I don't expect them mm. to do that, mm. but I do think that there should be uh, vultures are bad. I understand this. I mean, you shouldn't <laughs> be able to take independent and struts on a two point chassis. I don't care what it is. But I agree that they're not bad. They're they're bad right now, so probably no change needed. But I do think that like that, the seven and seven B split, I think uh, caught almost everybody by surprise. Like, did not even think about that. That was an option to change. I mean, because we we lived in a completely different world. Like it yeah. was it was like you said, it wasn't even an option. No, now now I think it uh, it definitely could be uh, to make these like hard choices. Sorry, Marcel. Was there was there anything else you said? Defender Vader and Y wings. Excuse me. Uh, there was a few, but I think those are some of like the the two that that stick out the most to me. It's because um, you you know Y wings and the resistance went from they're what made the resistance good to they're nowhere to be found and that's just that's that's a bit you know they they got the they got the jump master treatment in one when the jump master took like like five nerfs in order to get to where they were (laughs) they did that to the y wings in in like one point change it was just like too much yeah, one of those Y wings probably should need to, should have needed to stay at three points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I think for me, I think it would just be taking the talent slot off of defenders. They don't need you. They can maybe maybe other solutions, but like the like almost I don't really want to ban juke, but like it seems like it's getting to that point to where it's only played on free evading ships. It's a real interesting way to like have the defenders still exist as they are with full throttle, but just not allow them to ever take juke. That's a really interesting way around not completely errating, getting rid of the full throttle. Yeah, we don't have to figure not... out what point juke costs on them. We don't have to figure out how much they should cost with juke. So would you do the take... same to N ones, or would you let N ones still do it because they... they're? <laughs> they could use the help. So <laughs> okay. juke away, my friends. Fair. More loadout, honestly. So uh, if 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 all defenders lost their talent slot, do you think they could all go down one squad point each? Ooh, I don't know about facing three of them. Statement, but... Sure, I would be acceptable. I would be more lenient on a six-point elite defender than ever a six-point evading full throttle defender. Sure, because they do just end up being a slog of a ship to kill, and that just for, for some games that's just not fun. Whether it's good or not, it might not be fun. Yeah. Also, three defenders, three full fall, full throttle defenders, and an academy out there taking objectives. Not a list I want to fight. Hmm. I like that. Well, I I think that the. The levers for slots, in most instances, 
could be better utilized. Uh, we saw it on Boba. They took out Boba's crew slot for a while. It's back now because he's a he's a ridiculous ship, as he <laughs> should be. He's nine points, so go go to town, Boba. But the it's just like when the the wealth of upgrade cards. I was trying to count the upgrade cards we have in X Wing right now, and it's hitting like two hundred or something like that. Uh, I think it's 300 with, like, named crew added in for upgrades. But that's every time you give someone a loadout and, uh, it's like, some loadout points, and you give them a slot, you have to literally look at every single upgrade that could be fit into that slot uh, for for it to be balanced. Um, and I think that, yeah, just like ripping slots off of ships um, is the appropriate way to go. We could saw it with Kraken as well. Didn't want to play Kraken, or didn't want Kraken to be cheap because he could double coordinate with cluster missiles. Uh, coordinate, but um, but now he's got a torpedo, and that that problem has been alleviated, and now he can fly as a regular single bonus action ship. I'm trying to think of is there other examples of like one minor slot change recently that had affected the whole ship. I mean, I mean, let's just talk about adding cannons to two two attack dice ships. Ain't no way Static is ever going to compete with DT or Scorch. Oh, with not at all. Cannon. With a cannon, though. Now he's got some extra utility. He's rolling similar attack dice. Now he's even in the same conversation as the other two. Hmm. I don't think there's many slot changes in the past that have occurred that have had that large impact. Uh, does Han still get? We can't do handbrake Han anymore, can we? They never gave him his elicit slime back. Uh, I uh, no, he's got his elicit. I just think Inertial oh. Damper's got banned. Oh yeah, yeah that's there, true. That there just it got is. Straight banned. That's true. That's true. Uh, oh look, we can bring the whole slot back if we just get rid of this one upgrade that should never exist. Should have never existed in the first place, and maybe that's uh, kind of to to segue into that. Uh, my question to you guys is, uh, what's your, what's going on, on the ban list? We haven't seen the restricted list used at all. Oh, one card, one card, one card. Can I do two? <laughs> <One>. <laughs> <laughs> please, 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 This is this is this does not have anything to do with the quality of the card and its effect in the competitive meta right now. This is purely on the basis of game state and not slowing down the game. Mm, okay. Electro Chaff and Mando Commandos. I hate to say it, but those two because of wow. how they can how they how they're placed on the board. Like you talk to anyone Can I can I throw that, Discord missiles into that then? Potentially, yes. But I will say specifically because it deals with so a chaff cloud, it's it, its shape is very long, it's very spiny, mm. right? And if you talk to anyone who's played, now granted, we're seeing a lot less of it now, but if it ever does see more competitive play, it just slows down games to put that thing out, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if, you ha if you're about to throw it out and put it under anywhere from three to four ships, like, you lose, like, five whole minutes in a game just to do that. Um, and then, so if you compare it to launching a Discord missile, right? At least with a Discord missile, if it's gonna if it's gonna go under a ship, that means you don't need to put it under it. You attach it to the front or back. 
Like once you see where okay. the template goes, it's not something that has to stay there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think. Well, and certainly I could... not like commandos that moves around underneath of large. Ships. Yeah, cause, right. Because because commandos can be underneath and go through ships, and ships can land on top of them. Like if those end up being more competitive, those things are a nightmare to move around and then make sure you don't nudge them a little bit because they do have arcs that matter because they can yeah. shoot. Like, I, I love the fact that Mandos are more in this game, but man, I don't know if this application is a good idea to stay around. I, I think Mando Commandos and Chaff Clouds are both things in the game that if and when they exist in a game, and if they're more widespread used, is going to slow down games. We saw it when Chaff was really, really good in the previous meta, and we had people that I know went to Nova Open where Crispy won with his list. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And with with the FO list, which was two FO bombers, Wylo, Malrus, and Scorch, where both FO bombers had chaff clouds, multiple people brought that list, and some people had mirror matches, and that was, like, both players admitted that was a nightmare. It was just not fun, because of how many chaff clouds they were putting out against each other, some overlapping each other. Now, granted, that's the extreme end of the spectrum, but if they ever become competitive again, that's what could happen. That just slows down too many games. And it's just not a fun X-Wing experience when you want to move ships around the board and not put templates around that are a nightmare to try and get down in certain spots and move around with the commanders. That's interesting. Now, there could be some like rules changes to better accommodate that, but uh, I doubt... Like Mando's blocking ships is going to be the solution, or like you can never overlap a Mando or something. Now, if you're purely a TTS player, you got no problem. With right, it. <laughs> but man, uh, real life play with these, no bueno. So I, I hadn't considered that. I'm going to go the opposite direction. Well, I'm going to go with unban. Oh. Okay. So, couple unbanned. One of them is one of my favorite cards of all time that I felt got un that I felt got banned unceremoniously and undeservedly, being uh, intimidation. <laughs> oh God! If you if, if you don't like it, just price it a little higher. But I love me some intimidation. Uh, it makes it gives blocking uh, an additional meaning and it, and it adds a completely different element to the game which is um you know a, a different element to the game that is completely revolved around positioning and blocking and predicting uh your opponent's moves at lower initiative um so that's one that i would 100 percent unban i would love to see that card back i think uh i don't even know why it got banned but um would love to see that back I believe the, it works at range zero is why. Perfect. It works when you... okay. And yeah, like you, I want blocking to make more of an impact than it currently does. If your list is built around like uh, defense versus offense. And the other part um, around. Can I ask what you'd price it at? Huh? Can I ask what you'd price intimidation at? I would probably price it between three and four right now maybe right. four because it used to be I, three it used to be three. can i pip it can i huh? put it on the restricted list to make it only one copy if you want yeah yeah 
like you can pip it and make it like a unique only card but i i just i just liked the it takes a ship that has a purpose and it gives it a secondary purpose and it takes a it just adds a completely different play style to a to an existing list does um, your name is Merrill and you're doubling down actually tripling down so well just take Merrill's uh away. yeah he drops yeah. the talent uh, so I'm not deal. saying it's a bad thing I'm just saying on the other end of the spectrum instead of like giving something something else to do you can be doubling yeah. down on like your Arvels your Oikens your um, Merrills etc yeah, but but those ships aren't overly uh, like they're not overpowered they're you're, but I, you're not like here, taking them to a different level here's a here's a thought I, I have i have with that though is if you bring back intimidation you are, i feel like you're skewing the the bumping kind of the 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 the, the idea behind how they changed rain zero interactions maybe not necessarily intimidation needs to come back but potentially maybe another card that does something similar but in a different way because what what i don't like about intimidation with our current system is you know when when you run into somebody it should be a choice i know most people just say i'll take the focus stress whatever but if it becomes yeah, I'll take the focus stress and your 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 minus one agility. Fine. Like I, I just feel like it's you're you're making that choice less difficult. Maybe it's something that when you have a collision at range zero, you have a charge and you can spend it once per per game or something like that to to give a a, a a strain or something like that but I don't, I don't know if consistently being able to slam a ship into another one and take away agility even is a good if you idea. make intimidation strain instead of something else like i i just missed the uh again i used to and 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 i know that's completely me like i'm not i'm not I'm not ignorant to the fact that i played bump masters and i did you know that i i i i constantly played the i know where you're gonna be i know what you want to do mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna like make your life miserable type of game and i get like i, I get it i get it it's completely like around me but that's what we're talking about like what would i like to see that's something that i would like to see mm -hmm. um that doesn't mean everyone has to agree but i would love to see intimidation back and then another one that comes to unbanning that i would love uh to see is I don't anticipate them reprinting or re you know doing the whole thing to redo like some of the ships that are not no longer available and that are an extended like the tugboat for example um, but there are a lot of those uh, first edition ships still available on Amazon, still available on um, certain like retail stores and local, you know, like, um, you know, some game stores like pastimes and stuff like that. And they have a complete shelf of, mm -hmm. of first edition ships. I would love to see an unbanning of those ships, not by virtue of them reprinting the models, but them printing um expansion packs or card packs that 
basically replaced all of the, you know, let's use the tugboats, for example. Okay, you don't want, you don't, you don't necessarily have to redo all the tugboat um, uh, pilots and abilities exactly the way they used to be, but just print a tugboat expansion pack that you can buy along with a first edition uh, tugboat and it'll, it, you know, it, it allows you to it buy the like what model. What describing is the conversion kit. Like a conversion kit, uh, yeah, exactly. But a ship-specific conversion kit to where you can buy. Yeah. And, and you can put your thumbs on all you want. But, I, I would, but Yeah, but that's something that I would love to see. And so it the, would help, like, it, 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 I just miss some of those old ships, and I want to be sure. able to play some of those old okay. ships. And I'm sure a lot of the stores that are that have these ships in stock would love to be able to move some of that over the inventory <laughs> that is never going to go anywhere. Fair. Interesting. Joan, you got a, you got a card you want to see on the ban list? What card, what card is frustrating you lately? It's, it's tough. I, 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 I'm thinking more about what I've seen on stream and if, uh, to be completely honest, like there's been a good amount of diversity from what, we've seen the thing that we've we've seen the most as of late is darth vader and two tie fighters but like the the only or, or i i i didn't question mark but does i didn't make the, the argument for a long time since Aiden's release for people who are pro Aiden is Aiden makes TIE Fighters viable. But sure. do we have enough like TIE Fighters that can kind of carry on their own that we can say either the price is okay to go higher on Aiden or we can say bye-bye to her in the TIE Fighter and, and put her I, on, on the ban list? I think between no, – I, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. Between Mauler, Backstabber, maybe some more good TIE Fighters coming in Endor, Moff Gideon being getting some good use, and even just some of the generics that have been used as filler in the past. Um, and just because Aiden's a, actually a rules nightmare and just can <laughs> constantly mess with stuff, like, technically the that, way Aiden that's... works right now is not how it should work, but it has to work that way because it's how it's always intended it to work. The wording's bad, the it's it, the way it exists right now needs to go <laughs> get it out i i hadn't thought about just straight banning her because she's a rules nightmare um and she we have seen people fly other three-point time fighters but if you're gonna choose a single three-point time fighter i feel like i didn't like uh, a big step above the other ones, big time. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Moff Gideon's got a real argument though in some of those cases. Sure, I mean, I I've seen that Moff Gideon just mm, with a with a Darth Vader of your choice, mm, really disappointing. Uh, How many players. ships do you know would be okay not having any defensive mods against a Darth Vader attack? Uh, <laughs> for a minute, for a minute. <laughs> ghosts, <laughs> decimators. Oh no, the reinforcer. How the many decimator. crits no. would you be willing to take? No. Uh, my, mine are just real simple. It's composure for the same thing of uh, like rules. I'm sick of the rules around composure about why you're taking it. Uh, it's training wheels. 
um, or abused. And either one, not great um, in the for the game. Uh, then the other one, I actually have two. I broke my own rule because everybody else is taking two. Uh, <laughs> shield upgrade. Big yawn city for that only uh, is that it's it's boring. It's such a boring upgrade. Uh, it it is penalizing people for their loadouts as well, that they won't get to eight loadout in fear that you would just take a shield upgrade. Uh, so, yeah. Though, you got all that talk about intimidation, Dion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to hit rules. Uh, your next thing here, rules, real fast, because I got... Yeah, we, yeah we got to get going. My brain. <laughs> Last thing. Uh, well, not for me. You guys can obviously talk about rules, but to make mine quick, I saw something inspirational uh, uh, on Facebook that now has changed my opinion. Okay. Uh, I bl- I like this idea a lot. So, bump focus. Okay. Your opponent gets to choose which red token you take. Yeah. Oh. Strain, deplete, ion. Non-lock red token, I would assume. Yeah. Non-lock red token, obviously. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah, we can't just lock you for no reason because you bumped into me. Yeah. I have Tauber. I don't know. <laughs> Ion kind of like, you know, one of these. Ion would be like very powerful. That would. Yeah, would you, Ion, I may, mean, maybe that, strain. I think that's probably too much. Yeah, Ion is okay. rough, but I, I can understand strain, deplete, stress, but Ion is on a different level. That is kind of similar I mean, just, to like, what you're saying Marcel about intimidation. With, with, the, with his jump masters with ion projector, what if you just told everything that bumped into you is now ion? If they want to have, they don't have to take the focus. Well, they, they were ion. They don't have to. Kind of. But uh, it could be something like it's what made me think about your intimidation. Just be like, well, mm-hmm. you bump into me, it's focus and stream. Like you're willing to drop your uh, defense uh, to try to bolster your offense. And same thing. Someone's like, "Oh well, no one's shooting me." I would take the focus for offense. We're like, well, you, sir, get the deplete. Uh, do not shoot me as well as you could have. I, I actually like that a lot. Without the ion, I think the ion is too. Mm. Uh... We'll, we'll play test the, the ion. Or... Nitano in the chat had an interesting one. What if you just put on a die roll? Crits and ion focuses uh, strain. Blank is a deplete. Hits a stress. Would you risk a one eighth ion? Ooh. Maybe not a small base. On a big ship, yeah. A big ship no. all day, sure. Deplete. No, but I mean, you can make it like ion as in ion. Ionized. Ionized, yeah. Not ion, but ionized. Oh, so for that turn, you're considered ion. I don't know what that would do, though. In that turn, if you're already ionized, you've already taken the focus only. No, but you're, oh, you, yeah, you're already ionized. You'd be ionized the following turn. The following turn, you're ionized. Oh, okay. I thought you meant yeah. like for that for that turn, you're considered ionized and have already solved it. So that maybe just no. You get the focus, and after you get the focus, then you get a token. Right. Interesting. Anyways, that that's my rules thing. Uh, that was inspirational to me. That we're locked into. I, I don't think focus is the right answer either, but limited options. Mm-hmm. But what we do have options are red tokens. Uh, what about you? Or, guys? or you can say the other way, whereas you bump and you take a stress for an opportunity for a positive token, where you know hit crits is your focus, a focus is a 
an evade and a blank is nothing. So you take a stress for nothing. <laughs> That'd be pretty fine. I think if more people are willing to roll the dice on the bad and the bad token than the good token, they want to guarantee what good token. Guaranteed good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm kind of okay in the camp with this. That for range zero attacks, I think either a crits should count as blanks as like when you roll can't crit anyone at range zero um and you effectively added another blank to that potential results so now you're only doing damage out of a three out of eight or if that's too much and amg still wants damage to go through as it is now i would just say crits count as hits just like any bomb would when it were like bomblet generator where a crit would count as damage. Um, so hits and crits count as those regular damages. I think, um, I just think overall one agility ships are just super punished right now for existing on the board. <laughs> just You're ones. here. You sucks to suck. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and I think even the range zero stuff really hurts them pretty hard. Uh, Cause I mean, Red dice are already more favored than green anyway. And if you already have two or three more reds than the green, the green's available being the one, um, you're still going to take some damage, which, while okay, I'm okay moving the game state forward and doing damage and hurting stuff. Uh, the amount of damage those current one agility stuff does back is not as much as they have incoming most of the time. So uh, I think rain would help alleviate. It probably won't solve any of the one agility ships by any means in their current state, but I think what can help and stop from potential um, probably a lot of feels bad crazy variants is the crits that could occur at range zero. Uh, so I think either eliminate the crit result to be a blank, maybe reduce by one dice one one die basically a uh, potential result to do uh, less damage or just change the crit to being counting as a hit at range zero attack. So you're not doing devastating damage in th thematically to a ship at range zero when you barely are flying by them and getting a shot into them. It's hmm. good, good, good stuff, my friends. Is there anything else? Anything else that just comes to mind where it's like, I want, I, I would like to see a tweak. I mean, we've been, this has been exactly what I want. It's kind of like a chill, just kind of a discussion. How, how would we maybe see things getting, getting, getting bumped here? It's the, the one thing I want to, I want to stress as you guys are thinking, if there's anything else is I came out of the world championship satisfied. Right, we saw every faction have a chance. Most factions have a chance at it. Um, some unexpected factions making it into the top cut. Talking about rebels, some expected factions make it into the cut. We're talking about first order. We're talking about empire. Um. And we had a, a pretty big diversity of, of lists, and uh, I think time will tell how everything shakes out. And uh, you know, I, I, 
I, I think that is my probably my biggest point is that I got I came out of Worlds satisfied with the state of the X Wing meta, and really I th- I think it almost comes down more to, uh, to kind of what Marcel says is uh, we like we enjoy the drama of shakeups, right? We do enjoy that with within bounds, and especially coming out of um, the last. T- year and a half year and a half two years of major changes happening it might be weird to have just very minuscule changes happening from now on and it might it might be the new norm uh with going back to what ryan said our major changes most likely end up just being when new stuff gets in and we have to compare it its value to everything else and seeing how playable it is. And, and I have one more thing about, like, Afterworld's commentary and question. Mm-hmm. Not just question to you guys, but question to, like, the people listening. Is um, uh, anecdotally, just my own experience, is that Afterworld's and after a high-profile official live event, competitive event, interest in the people that I speak to, like in in the communities that I'm involved in, uh, both locally and then, you know, on social media internationally, have ramped up. Like, people are interested in playing the game again. They're like, uh, that fear of, I'm not going to say fear of missing out, because that's future, but the fear of, the regret of having missed out. So it's not the fear mm. of missing out, but the regret of having missed out. Like, man, that was such a great event. I wish I would have been there. Uh, and I want to be there for the next one. Like, I'm not going to miss the next one. Uh, is real. Is real in, again, locally, in people that play here, you know, in Chicago, and then uh, internationally through, you know, the different communities that, that I talk to. Um, and they're, they're springing up again. But... Again, that's anecdotally, and that's me search. That's just me mm-hmm. and the people that I personally communicate with. So I'm just w- wondering if that's kind of like the 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 thing that's happening to you guys and your communities and the people that you guys, you know, in Iowa and Michigan, um, and um, you know, and then for the people that are listening, is this? Kind of like what you're seeing as well, like the the excitement for the game and the competitive element of the game bringing some of this old fire back for for people. I would say so. There's a lot, a lot of discussion, a lot of positive discussion too. I would note. Uh, sometimes the you know uh, discussion ends up being similar to what we have here, but uh, more on the negative side to where, oh, we, they got to change that or, or they got to change this or whatever. But I've, I have found that the discussion is normally uh, positive of like, oh, did you see the, that rebel salad? Like what? Like I start <laughs> building my own rebel list. So it's like, uh, and, and things of that, that nature of just being like, like really people really do prefer Moff Gideon over Iden. Like, Maybe I'll have to give that a try. Like the, I think the the response has been overall, uh, we'll call it uh, curious. Just uh, to add in on your kind of uh, fear of missing out, 
uh, that people uh, are asking a lot of questions now instead of just regurgitating the, the same opinion they've had since uh, 2.5 came out. I mean, that's what that's what a world championship will do, right? We had a lot of uh, – I can't tell you the number of people when James and I were in chat going, I have not seen some of these chatters in a long time, going like, oh, welcome back, and you know, making making these type of statements and, and pinging people in the chat, long time no see. People are curious. People are curious. When you tell them that you have a, a sold-out world championship and we got competitive games and people who have been good at X-Wing for many, many years – are making it into the cut and it shows that skills translate people who maybe immediately jumped off the boat when things changed might consider hopping back on we'll see well as for as for time we are running later than i would have liked i would have really liked to talk about star wars celebration they talked about so many cool reveals we save it for next week right we talk about star wars celebration next week with a focus we'll first just kind of hit all the, the points in general but then we'll talk about what from from what from the little teases we got how could that affect x-wing if you haven't checked it out yet, we give you basically a week to do some homework. If you don't want spoilers from us, you want to find it yourself. Uh, you got a week, and then next week we bust it all open. Sound yeah, good? No, no, no spoilers at all. No spoilers <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Be smart. Be safe, and go play some X-wing. Gold Squadron out.